Hey, this is Steve Campbell from the C3 Church. Thank you for joining us for this podcast. Our prayer for you is that you'll be blessed, equipped, and enabled as you listen to this message. God bless you. Good to be in Cambridge this morning. Good to be with you guys online. Good to be represented across all the prisons. And I want to give a special shout out to my Bury St. Edmunds family. Give it up for Bury St. Edmunds. If you're wondering, am I biased? Slightly. That's where I am most Sundays. But this morning, I have the privilege of continuing our Isaiah 61 series. Now, if you haven't yet downloaded the app, if you can, I would recommend that you do join us with the journey of sharing life, sharing faith, sharing Jesus with the people in your world. It really is a great way to be intentional. Last week, we had Pastor Angie talking about sharing life. Who are you doing life with? Why are you doing life with those people? Inviting them into your world simply so we can build friendship, build community with the intention of then being able to go on to this next step, which is share faith. Today, I get to talk about sharing faith. Your faith, my faith. Not the general ibis of faith or singing George Michael songs about you got to have faith, the faith, the faith. But actually about your personal faith. Who is Jesus to you? What have you seen and experienced of Jesus to be true in your life? We see John doing this quite clearly in 1 John. In the message paraphrase, it says this. Let me read it to you. From the very first day, we were there, taking it all in. We heard it with our own ears. We saw it with our own eyes and verified it with our own hands. The word of life appeared right before our eyes. We saw it happen. And now, we're telling you in the most sober prose that what we witnessed was incredibly this. The infinite life of God himself took shape before us. We saw it, we heard it, and now we're telling you so that you can experience it along with us. This experience of communion with the Father and his Son, Jesus Christ. Our motive for writing is simply this. We want you to enjoy this too. Your joy will double our joy. And in this scripture, we see John who is correcting some false teaching. So been some false teaching that had been going around and John was saying, no, 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 church. This is the divinity of Jesus. And in that moment, John is showing and he is sharing his faith. He is saying, let me show you what I know to be true. Let me show you what I have seen to be true. And then guess what? You as the audience, us as the church today, we get to share in that joy with Christ too. John is being a witness. 
He literally says that's what we witnessed was. Or he says in the message paraphrase anyway. That what we witnessed was. He is being a witness to Christ. Now what is a witness? A witness has knowledge from observation or experience. Today in our system of courts, a witness will be called upon to share their knowledge or to share their observation, to ensure that the truth is shown, to ensure that truth is revealed. And guess what? You and I are witnesses to Christ. You and I have been called upon to show our knowledge, to share our observations, and to be witnesses of Christ. How do we do that? Well, through our faith, through sharing of our faith. Or maybe another way to put it might be by sharing our story. By sharing your story. Now, everyone in here and everyone watching has a story. We all have a story. Now, before some of you turn off and go, yes, Becky, I know I have a story. I was told in kids' church. Or we talk about that in youth ministry. Yeah, I know we talk about stories a lot. But hey, imagine if we grasped this and we remembered that God wants to bear witness to his goodness, to the transformative work in our lives by sharing our story. I'd like to show you a story from a couple of friends within C3 and hear how their friendship went from sharing life, sharing faith, to sharing Jesus. So let's meet Stephen and Tiffan. Hey, I'm Stephen, and uh, this is my friend. Tiffan? Yes, uh, Tiffan, Tiffan, that's how you pronounce it. <laughs> yeah, I think many, many years later, seven years later, yeah, it's, it's still difficult to pronounce. But yeah, that tells you we've known each other for a while. It's been seven years, right? Yes. Yeah, seven Something years like that. since we met. Yeah. Oh, how did we meet? Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> Office. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've long, known each other um, longer than that. But uh, um, I think it's around eight years, seven something. Yeah. But yeah, we met in the office and uh, we, we became friends among a group of colleague friends. Oh, I remember you inviting me along to, to come mm. and, well, you told me you were um, a Christian and that you were going to church, into the C3 church. And um, I remember one day you say, oh, well, why don't you come along uh, with me? Mm. Um, which I did and this is how my journey started. Were you in church before that? I so I was raised uh, in a Catholic, um, a traditionally Catholic family, mm. uh, but yeah, we did, we didn't go to church uh, as a family, uh. so just for events like baptisms and uh, weddings and funerals mostly. Oh uh, yeah, I remember you telling me how church was boring at that time. <laughs> yes. yeah. I couldn't relate to that. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so yes, then you came to C3. I remember uh, the first time you came to C3. Uh, 
but uh, how was how was it like the first time i remember i was uh steve campbell preaching actually uh wow. so it was good I, i don't remember exactly everything but yeah i i remember that thinking to myself that it was someone who i could relate to in the way he was talking about his life and how Um, the impact uh, his Christianity has in his life, in day-to-day life. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was, then I thought, oh, wait a second, this is something not, uh, this is something I could relate to and say this is a normal person like uh, anybody I know. Mm, so not the Catholic experience. <laughs> no. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I don't remember that you were, we were, um, we ever had a conversation where you told me you were a Christian. Um, but I, I saw it through your character mostly, uh, like how generous you are and always caring for people and felt like you were always being there when you needed it and even when I didn't need like, um, and when you see someone who is in difficult situation, you always jump in. Um, so yes, more your character that shows it, mm. show, showed it. Yeah, I need I need to look at my diary again. This is actually serious. I didn't I didn't say I was a Christian. I thought it was one of those ones you know, all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, that's actually quite surprising. I need to probably consciously do it more. <laughs> yeah, and uh, having uh, now that you have a sort of this Christian in your world, and uh, he's introduced you to to sort of church, uh, church world. How's how's your experience? How's your experience in church been? Uh, it's been interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've first, um, I'm someone who is very organized and very practical, so I, <laughs> I joined the, the... I agree. <laughs> <laughs> so I joined the uh, discovery track uh, to learn about a bit more about uh, C3 and what are the, the values. Um, and then I decided a bit later to also do the deeper track Um, that yeah, helped me um, grow my faith and uh, understand a bit more uh, what is it like to be a Christian. Mm-hmm. And finally, last year, I decided to um, join the C3 Academy, um, oh, yeah, 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 which <laughs> has here. been yeah, an interesting journey, quite intense mm-hmm. and very Bible focused, especially the first three months. It's been intense, but it was good to, to go very deep in the Bible and, mm. and to reflect on myself and learn a bit more what I want to do in my life or what's my God, why God has put me here mm. and uh, what his purpose is for me. And what kind of tools would you say have been sort of the most useful for you in this walk with, with Jesus? Because I guess there's, there's a lot of things that, that sort of help with that walk as you've said, um, uh, but what are the things that probably you found? Oh yeah, this was actually quite nice that I came into church and I found this and it's been become sort of a pivotal part of my life. Um, there is not one thing I would say, mm. uh, but yes, for the journey, I, I tried a few different things. Mm. And one thing that helped, um, I don't do it every day, but I did it for a while um, is uh, practicing um, meditation and uh, just yeah listening to God 
and take a moment to pause because usually in my life I don't pause. I like <laughs> going, <laughs> I keep going all the time. Oh, so yeah, no, that's true. <laughs> but just, yeah, having a pause there and mm -hmm. taking the time to be with God, mm. uh, that's helped a lot. Give it up for Stephen and Tiffan. Stephen for being bold and inviting Tiffan, who's now had her own journey of faith. And that is exactly how it should go. There are a couple of things that stood out for me during what those guys said. First of all, Tiffan said it was Stephen's character that showed him, showed her his faith. And I think that that then built a level of trust that then allowed them to be able to share their life and allowed Stephen to be able to invite Tiffan to church. And then from that, when she came to church and she was here for the first time, she said it was Pastor Steve preaching, and she could see how his faith was a normal, everyday faith. It was the type of faith that she could understand, that she could grasp. It was a normal person with a normal faith in an extraordinary God. Like many of you this past week in C3 groups, you may have been talking about who introduced you to Jesus. How did you find out about Jesus? And in our group this week, we were sharing this, and one of the guys said, oh, for me, it was my friend. My friend told me about Jesus, and in turn, her friend started telling him, and he started to get into a community of people who loved Jesus. He said the thing that stood out to him was how they navigated trials. The fact that they still had challenges, that their life was still a little bit messy, it wasn't all perfect, but how they navigated them, the fact that they could do them with God, that was a key factor for him in his faith journey. Normal people, I'm a normal person, living normal lives, sharing an extraordinary message. Everyone has a story. Now, there are people who experience all sorts of different things and experiences. People who've experienced addiction, abuse, suffering, a rebellious stage. People who've experienced sickness or maybe prison or loss. And there's people who have grown up in all sorts of different cultures and contexts, with all sorts of different expressions of faith, living in poverty or maybe living with lots of money or having a single parent or disabled parents or no parents, one sibling, five siblings, ten siblings, growing up in military households or in the suburbs, in rural situations or in the city. And then... There's my story. There's your story. Mine's a little bit boring, really. See, if we had a testimony night and we said, oh, guys, you've got to bring every single person you know. Everyone you know has got to be in this room because this story is going to speak to the transformation and life of God. I'm telling you, you're going to get goosebumps. If you come and hear this story, make sure you book in. Don't miss it. You've got to capture. This is going to be life transforming. And everyone's here. And it goes quiet. 
And the person introduces, hey guys, can you give it up? Can you give her a round of applause? We're going to come on stage. You're going to be transformed. Coming to share her story is Becky Campbell. Now there's a part of you that would be a little bit disappointed. I know, I know. Don't, don't all heckle me. I know. You'd be a little bit disappointed. Don't worry. I know that there is a place for every story. There is a place for every story. See, those stories that do have goosebump moments and that do speak of transformation that is incredible in people's lives. My word, I get goosebumps just thinking about them. They have their place to show off the glory of God, to be how on display for all to see the transformative work of Jesus. They should be celebrated. They should be showcased. Your story has been gifted. It has been crafted so that you can share it to display Jesus. It is not a mistake that you have the story you have. Barry St. Edmunds, it is not a mistake that you have the story you have. Those of you who are in prisons listening to this, it is not a mistake the story that you have. It is what we do with our story. See, this is what the Bible says about my story and about your story. Revelation 12, verse 11. And they have conquered him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. For they love not their lives even until death. My story, your story, with Jesus overcomes evil. My story, with your story, with Jesus' story, is overcoming evil. And if there is one thing for us to take away today, if there's one thing for us to head home remembering, it is this. Fall in love with the story that you have. Fall in love with the story that you have. Whatever that looks like, however that has come to be, because here's the truth, it's not really your story. It's Jesus' story through your life. It is Jesus' story through your life. And when we love it, the story that he has written for us, this is what we've got to do, is share it, showcase it, display it, and tell it. Maybe you're thinking, yeah, that's all very well and good, Becky, but I'm not really sure what my story is. Not really sure how to articulate my story. Well, in your YouVersion app, in your notes, if you're able to follow along, if you don't know what that is, come and chat to one of us. We can help you find that. But if you go to events and you click C3 Church, you'll see some outline notes. And in there, I have put some resources, some questions to help you figure out what is your story. How do I share my story? And in groups this week, that's what we'll be talking about. How do we know what our story is? But quite simply, if you can't access that app or if you're wandering in the room this morning, I would suggest it's three parts. Before Christ, meeting Christ, 
and now with Christ. Before Christ, meeting Christ, and now with Christ. So I thought what I would do in our final few minutes together is share some of my story. In fact, this is something that I wrote when I was 20 years old, a whole 11 years ago, if you are wondering. I read this whilst I was preparing, and it reminded me, it took me back to sitting on a, like a, a computer, you know, with like a monitor and the, the thing that plugs in, that's the computer, and sat at a table, you know, I was writing it on there, and it took me back, and as I read it, I was reminded that Jesus can shine through each one of our stories, however the story has been written. So here it is. This is how it starts. I guess from an outsider looking in, my life has always been pretty normal. Nothing too exciting, nothing too different, a mom, a dad, a brother, and a sister. But little do they know that the journey that my everyday normal life has led me on. So far, my life has been a story of learning lessons through the normality of every day. And today, I have the opportunity to look back and say, little did I know to the God opportunities in my life. See, a normal life for me meant living with great expectations. My parents are pastors of a relatively large, vibrant church in Cambridge. Newsflash, some of you might not know, my parents are the pastors of C3 Church. I've never had to battle with not wanting to go to church or being bored in church. I've never really doubted God other than the occasional blip, and I've never had a rebellious season walking away from God. My life has been centered around God and his church. For most people, that's not a normal life. But for me, this was my normal. This was my reality. Everyone knew that I was a Christian. and There really wasn't much I could do about it. In school, everyone knew. In fact, some people in the room went to school with me. They probably can contest to the fact that everyone knew Becky Campbell, she's a Christian. She goes to the church that met in the school that I went to. I couldn't hide it. I used to take down the posters that had accidentally been left up the Sunday before or Monday morning. Take down kids' church sign, take down refreshment sign. There was no hiding it. That didn't really bother me, to be honest. Sometimes it was tough and I may have got some stick for it, but it wasn't all that difficult. See, what did affect me was sometimes the expectations. An expectation that there was this ideal Christian family or an expectation, which it isn't, by the way. The expectation to serve 24-7 or to worship unreservedly, to be okay the expectation from my school friends to know all the answers about God, even though I was about 12 years old. However, the reality of all of this stuff is I put most of it on myself. Sure, some people did expect things of a little old pastor's kid, and some of them may have been true. But some of them were just my own mind locking me into a mindset 
that was restricting who I was. This whole expectation journey is an important part of my story. Because at age 20, I realized the truth. The truth is, as I was complaining and grumbling about having parents who were committed to building God's house, I was feeling sorry for myself for setting out more chairs at 8 a.m. and leaving starving hungry at 3 p.m. and serving on welcome team, worship team, kids team, refreshments, all in one Sunday. Little did I know, little did I know the incredible grace of God that was on my life. See, God has literally held me from the start to the current day in his overwhelming grace. Sometimes we think we have to stray to come back to feel that grace. I'd like to encourage you, sometimes we need to stay to feel the overwhelming grace. See, until I took a step out of my life and looked back, it was that moment I realized that I may as well have been living in a giant bubble of grace. See, to have pastors who have three kids still in church, loving God, serving Him, it's a modern-day miracle. It's a blessing from God. And sometimes it can be a challenge when, when I got given this title to preach on and I, I literally said it to some of my colleagues can't really share my story. It can be a challenge to feel like we've got a story to tell. The truth is, any story that involves God is a story worth telling. My life is full of little did I know moments. This is my life. From day one, not that interesting doesn't involve huge transformational moments, didn't find God in my own wandering. My life is just a collection of everyday events, growing and developing who I am, so that when I look back at the little decision here or there, or the dream or the thought that started so small, I look back and I see God's hand, His grace, His prompting, His Spirit working through me. Little did I know my normal, my mundane life would teach me so much and would exemplify so perfectly the grace, the love, and the never-changing power of the living God. Little do you know, whatever your story has looked like, that it will like perfectly exemplify, if you let it, the grace, the love, the never-changing power of the living God. It's funny how we often want a different story to the one we have, right? We often want a different story than the one we have. If I'm being really honest with you this morning, it was never a dream or a desire of mine to work for a church. It was never a dream or a desire of mine to live in Cambridge, if I'm being really honest with you. It's a great city. I love it now. But the truth of the fact is, my story isn't being written by me. It's being written by Him. And I have chosen to fall in love with the story that He is writing. And can I encourage you this morning to fall in love with the story that He is writing? Sometimes we can be disappointed with how life looks for us. 
the relationship that didn't work out, the relationship that's never started. Maybe there's been loss, disappointment. Not to belittle that or to take that away, but can we find love in the one who's writing our story? And can we ensure that it is him through us that is on display? Not my pain, not my disappointment, but his glory, his story. My story is powerful because it has his story in it. And your story is powerful because it has his story in it. Share your life, share your faith, and share his story. No matter the story. We all have a little bit of mess in our stories, maybe a little bit of shame, but by sharing our vulnerability and overcoming that shame, by being a normal human being, like we said before, like Tiffan was saying, by being relatable, you become approachable and you allow people to see Jesus through you. Because let's make no mistake here this morning, it is all about Jesus. It is all about Jesus. And every single one of us in this room, in Barry St. Edmunds, online, in prisons, you have a story. We do. Whether we think it or not, whether we like it or not, whether we want to change it or not, we have a story. And it's all different. None of us have the same story. We might have similar parts, we might have things that cross over, but we all have a different story. And that is what is incredible about Jesus, is that he has a personal relationship with every single one of us. So this morning, wherever you are, I'd love for you to stand. I'm going to speak some words over us. And these are words from scripture from 2 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 2 and again this is from the message paraphrase because I just love how this is written maybe this morning you want to close your eyes maybe put your hands out to receive Your story is powerful and it's effective. Share your faith, church. Share your faith. Share your story. Let his light shine through you. As I read these words, why not think about your story? Think about who you might share it with this week. Here we go. Your very lives are a letter that anyone can read by just looking at you. Christ himself wrote it. Christ himself wrote it. Not with ink, but with God's living spirit. Not chiseled into stone, but carved into human lives. And we publish it. So church, I pray over each one of us this week, that we would live the letter that has been written by God's living spirit. This week that we would go and we would publish his story. Amen. Amen.
Hey, if you're joining us from prisons or Barry, I'm going to pass back to the team there. You're going to continue on in your service. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We pray it's been a blessing to you. Why not share it with your friends and family through social media? If you're not on the regular podcast list, then why don't you subscribe? Thank you especially to those that give. If you want to give to this ministry, you can go to our website, thec3.uk slash giving and get involved. God bless you.